Welcome to the Here to Be podcast, a show that gives you full permission to be, to just be you. I'm your host, Megan, a trauma-informed breathwork facilitator and embodiment coach, empowering you to stop looking outside of yourself for the answers and to lead from your inner wisdom. We're going to get real, we're going to get raw, and probably a little woo-woo. I'm so glad you're here to come with. Hello, beautiful soul. Welcome back. Happy day of listening. Happy night of listening. Whatever time this lands in your little ear holes. I've just gotten the sweetest messages recently from this community. I just love you all so, so, so much. Whether you've listened to all the episodes or cherry-picked a few or, or newer to this. But the way that we get to come together in this silently stealth way where we're all living our own individual paths and flows and then we connect, we our, our energies touch and hold in this space as we're listening to something in tandem with somebody else and then we go about our way and just the messages that I've received recently are so powerful and so wonderful about the words and, and the ways that these messages hit you or, or the time that they hit you. Somebody sent me a message recently about she just randomly picked an episode from uh, 2019 or 2018. I don't even remember when. And it was the message exactly that she needed to hear. And that's the trust that I really leave in every single one of these is just knowing it will find you when it's meant to find you. And if it doesn't serve you, it's not meant for you now. And that's beautiful. That's beautiful. It's not where you're at. How cool is that? That these, these things and opportunities will weave them way back in in their own little beautiful time frame. So I just appreciate all of you. Just wanted to lead with that and share with my deep gratitude for each and every one of you. Also sharing some very deep gratitude for being able to bring to you... I have to sit with the words because I'm not quite sure, but when I say an, a human that I strive to live in alignment with, yeah, that's Nina. That is Nina. Nina Hayes is truly a pioneer in the holistic healing. She has survived over 20 major surgeries that resulted in a permanent ostomy. And from this experience, from pain, from from just debilitating pain from a, at a very young age, at 16, she shares in this episode, this this mystery disease and surgery after surgery and having a permanent ostomy and really holding this idea of do I want to be here do I do I want to leave this earth side right now I don't know what is she made this powerful choice and from that powerful choice led her on this path to eventually creating her her program blossom ostomy where she's coaching individuals with ostomies to move out of the shame isolation into self-love and empowerment and what I, what I love so deeply and why I am beyond excited to share this episode with you is words are words. And words hold nothing until we give them meaning, until we give them power, until we feel them, until we resonate with them. And so when, when Nina says that she allows somebody to move from shame and isolation into empowerment, it's absolutely true it's done because she's done it herself 
She is not somebody who's just telling you to do something. It's not her words. It's not her telling you how to fix your problem or how to how to just shift out of it and, and see things as a gift or an opportunity. She's done it. She's lived it. She feels it. She's experienced it. And she takes others on that path. It's it's profound. And to hear somebody who has been through so much just have such a positive, not, I don't want to say positive in a way of being toxic, but just this really, really enlightened and beautiful outlook on life and on experiences. It's inspiring. It's inspiring. And we talk, we deep dive. We It's interesting. We hit on Nina's story and 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 ostomy and her group and in this in this space but really what this episode about is about is how we as humans have choices in our life that will come up against time and time and time again and what those different choices lead to and that there's not a right or a wrong choice they'll all bring you back to the path that you're meant to be on just kind of almost circling back to what I shared in the beginning of in this intro of it will find you when it's right. And I really don't believe that there's wrong choices or that there's mistakes. And Nina touches on this as well. But it's just for any of you listening that have experienced anything in your life or anybody that you know has experienced something in your life, hardship, heartache, trauma, pain, whatever that, whatever that is and connects to you, it's, it's really, truly an empowering episode. I think I'll just leave it at that. And so grateful that you're here and grateful that we get to be in a space where we are collectively learning from Nina. Oh, Nina, I'm so happy that you're here today. So excited to chat with you. And just for everybody in truth and honesty to feel into your energy and the light and the wisdom that you share, it just radiates off of you. I wish that people could see you in person, but instead they're listening. So just first, first and foremost, thank you for being Aww, here. That's so sweet. Thank you. I, I think it's like when you really believe in what you do, you know, it, it, it shows. So hopefully people can hear it in my voice. I hope. Yeah. Yeah, they will. I know. I know and trust that for sure. And, and we were speaking before we hit record about just the passion that you have. And why don't you give, if you don't mind, give everyone a little bit of insight on who you are and what this passion is that's driving you. Yeah. Um, so I kind of had a, a long meandering journey. I started studying yoga. I've always had a deep, maybe even strange interest at a young age in spirituality. So just as a very young child, I studied spirituality then when I was 16, I got deeply into yoga, studied that, started out more with like the physical practice. And then I got, I came down with a mysterious illness that affected my digestive system when I was about 16. Uh, and that's when really the yoga practice became a lifeline. And I started to go deeper into some scriptures I'm just kind of finding out who I was, you know? Um, and then let's see, fast forward. Uh, throughout this stage, teaching yoga, leading retreats internationally, but during, you know, went to college, got a degree, um, but I had uh, maybe 20 something major surgeries. I'm probably up to 25 now. Um, and 
the last surgery left me with a permanent ostomy. And for people that don't know what an ostomy is, it is a surgical opening in the abdominal wall that allows the contents of the intestines to exit the body into like a pouching system, sometimes called like a bag. Um, a lot of people have it for cancer, Crohn's disease, colitis. Um, I had it for like, I said, this mysterious illness that does not have a name. So, um, you know, I kind of was left with that and uh, very confusing to integrate all of, all of that for a while. But then um, as I kind of shared with you, Megan, I, I realized that no part of my experience was wasted. You know, I felt like for many of my, for many of those years with the surgeries, when it was really hard that I was like missing out on life. Like I, you know, I should have had a career, a better career, grad school. I should have, you know, been more successful or just been something or something should have been different. And then I realized, no, everything has contributed to what I do now, which is um, blossom ostomy. And I, I do a uh, coaching specifically a, a seven week group coaching program to help um, people with ostomies really integrate their experiences. And um, mostly, you know, I guess it's healing the fractured aspects of their physical, emotional, and even soul level. Um, and this fracturing happens through trauma, it, not just medical trauma, but that's, you know, that's my world. Um, but really helping people integrate and heal the, the stress and really uncover their wholeness and completeness. Um, and I feel like this is true for everyone, but those of us with severe, you know, life situations, chronic illnesses, near death experiences, that trajectory happens much more quickly. And sometimes, um, sometimes in a way that's quite jarring and um, fierce. So um, uh, my work is to help people reframe that and to see it really as uh, a gift and as um, their greatest strength. You use the word reframe and that was the thought and the, the, the idea that was floating around in my head just when you were sharing your story is how powerful of you to be able to truly reframe a really crap shit life situation that isn't fair and shouldn't have been and all of those things that still holds true for you and to be able to reframe that and use that as a okay all these pieces landed and fell into place so I can be right here right now yeah yeah I mean it took it took a while. I mean, uh, let's see, um, I'm 16, I'm 41. Can we do math? Let's see, uh, was it 25 years? So, I mean, it's, it's been like, it's been a journey, you know? Um, but it, you know, you, there came to a point, I would say I hit that point, maybe in my early twenties, I wasn't as adept at the process, but I was very aware that, you know, you have two options, like, figure out how to heal and devote every ounce of your being to that. So you can help others do the same, you know, first heal yourself then help others or quit. And yeah. I really thought about quitting. I mean, I literally looked into doctor assisted suicide and thought about moving 
to Vermont so I could do this because my surgeons really, they didn't know, they told me I would never be able to eat. I was gonna have to be in a permanent feeding tube that I was out of options. I mean, thankfully treatments did come to me um, that are helping me, but I really was like, I can be indecisive sometimes, but there are moments when I'm very decisive when it's important. And I was like, you need to decide. You can't live halfway. So you're either gonna live or not. And I just, that's what I, that's what I came down to. And then, um, you know, some, you fall off your path, but ultimately I always come back to, um, this is my karma. And, you know, you can't really control your karma, but you have to play it well. What is even the cliche, you can't, control the cards you're dealt so, but I guess what you do your job I think as a spiritual human is to play a good game no matter even if you get the shitty cards like you just got to play the hand you get oh. I just have to sit with that a little bit that just rings so true it rings right? so true and it's really an empowering statement. And I, and, and I do want to honor for anybody listening that that's not true for them right now, that that's okay. Cause it, it, it is a process, whatever your situation is, but it is in truth, a really empowering statement because it's okay. So this was, this was handed to, this was dealt to me, but I'm the one that gets to make the decision of what happens next. Yeah. And for people that, you know, if that came off, harsh in any way to anyone I I really like to acknowledge for myself and with people I counsel is that I don't think it's a mistake that I mean it's been said many times that what is in the bible you know you I'll have, I can't recall the exact saying but essentially you don't get you know God doesn't give you more than you can handle God you know give your own definition for that one but I think people that have these situations, it's because they're at a point in their growth, actualizations, you know, um, whatever enlightenment, whatever, again, whatever term speaks to you, that they need something challenging to get to the next level. Like I always think of a, a video game, you know, I've played very few video games, but I know that they get harder. It starts off super basic. And then each level gets harder because you're ready for it. You know the rules and you uh, to win, you know, winning would be like enlightenment. You get, it gets more challenging. So I'm, I think when you get these challenges, it's almost like a compliment by the universe. Like, oh, you're ready for the hard stuff. It doesn't always seem complimentary when you're like, when you're like, you know, in physical pain, when you're in emotional pain, when you've been abused, when, you know, all of these really like dark aspects come to you it, it, I couldn't have seen it as a blessing before and it would actually like make me quite hostile when people tried to point it out um but now I do see it that way so that's been really helpful for me to like again reframe it in that way and as you shared your story too I just kept thinking gosh it, it to me, it doesn't sound like any coincidence that from a really young age, you were so drawn to yoga. You said like, even like strangely or oddly, or like, you know, like, out, like past the interest of just a kid of how those tools were really setting you up for what was to come down the road. Yeah. Well, that's something um, I learned when I started studying yoga. Um, Cause we, which you kind of alluded to like 
different people are, you know, everyone's at different journeys in their, their healing, but I believe eventually, but inevitably we will all heal. And um, in the teachings of yoga, it said that nothing is in vain, no effort. You, you, you know, the, the true belief is reincarnation. So wherever your soul left off, it will pick up mm. in the next body. So I think people that are intrinsically kind of more drawn to that as children, it's because that's where their soul left off. And so I think it's nothing to judge. It's just more like if you're not there, well, don't worry, you're doing stuff now. And then next go round, whether that could be completed this life, 10 lives, it doesn't matter. We're all getting there. Yeah. It's just in divine time. So that's yeah. helpful to me as, you know, again, as my reframe. What are some of the other ways that you have resources or, or pieces that have come up that have allowed you to reframe? You know, if it's a resource or if it's just a thought process or time, <laughs> I'm sure. Just so time. many things. Um, I do a lot of like experimenting on myself and my emotions to figure out what works for me so that hopefully others can, you know, learn from that. Um, one thing I do that's been helpful is uh, accepting the darkness and actually um, allowing myself to go there. Because I think before I was earlier, you know, I was so afraid to get into this inescapable depression with all that was going on, you know, I was like in the hospital, like living in the hospital sometimes for like months. And, uh, you know, it got really dark. So I was afraid to go there, but I think the fear of the darkness Again, everything sounds like a cliche when you say it out so loud, but the fear of the darkness is actually, the fear of anything is worse than the actuality of it. So that's been helpful for me to just be like, oh, you can go there. And it kind of um, diffuses the fear by actually visiting it. Um, so that's something I've done. And also sometimes I give myself timelines, like you can be, incredibly sad and depressed uh for two days straight like you can just go there and cry you can be pathetic you can do whatever you want uh and then after that time frame that's going to be for everyone then you need to piece yourself back together mm. um i don't know does that does that relate to you i feel like you do the breath work i feel like it's kind of similar to that like you kind of you let go and just go to wherever you need to go and don't judge it yeah, that's such a big piece of that. And for anybody here that has, has practiced breath work or, or, or just any modalities, it really is. It's leaning into, it's the, it's the, when we say go there, it's just like, feel it. Yeah. Just allow those feelings to be so present. And, and I will say, especially as people are beginning, allowing that what you shared of giving yourself a timeline to me really sounds like in the verbiage that I use of titration, it's allowing mm -hmm. yourself to go there for the time that you're not, you're not just bypassing it, but you're also saying, I don't have to stay here forever either. So mm -hmm. let's put a stamp on, I can push my edge and I can push my boundary enough to be really uncomfortable, 
and then I can come back or then I can, and I can find my way back in a gentle manner. Uh, but to know that, that we can go there and we don't have to stay there forever. We and might gentle. have to go back. <laughs> yeah. I gentle. Like or gentle. And I think when you realize that you can gently bring yourself back, it develops a great strength in resourcefulness that um, you, you're not, you know, that, that helps kind of squelch the fear because you know that you have tools. Uh, tools are a lot, like, I'm, I'm really into like a toolbox, you know, and uh, also not being, uh, not judging myself if I come up with tools, which I've come up with many that I was like, that didn't work. <laughs> but you know, you don't really know until you try. And that that's everything that's, cause you know, with my condition, there's diet, I'm always trying dietary changes, supplements, uh, and just um, thinking of myself, I do have a background in science. Um, Thinking of my and I background in research, so again something that contributed to my healing. Who would have who would have known? But in research, you know, you 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 have a hypothesis, you have a you know strong belief that it might work. Otherwise, you wouldn't be investing your time. But if it doesn't work, you don't say like, "I'm stupid" or like "major fail." You're just like, "Okay, what did we learn from this? How can we adjust the experiment or the hypothesis?" So thinking of myself as a yogi mad scientist, um, that's really helped. It's more fun. Um, So it's all these reframes. Another reframe, hope I'm not talking too fast. Another reframe though that's been on my mind a lot is I think I used to, you know, many years ago, like kind of judge my life by like how happy I was. Or like happiness was a goal. Mm-hmm. And I think that can be quite dangerous because I think happiness, uh, I don't know, you can't really control that so much. Um, my goal now is um, evolution. And, and I don't know what, what that's going to look like. You know, I could have something, you know, quote bad happen but uh I'm meeting my goal if I use that situation for a deeper growth and evolution and you know with the final destination of enlightenment so now now it's like oh I didn't fail like before I was like I'm failing at happiness I'm crying today you know it's like no I'm evolving so like we're we're always winning if we set our goal on something higher you know, like enlightenment or actualization. Well, and you said the word fun too, when you were talking about viewing, viewing yourself and the way in the ways that you live as experimental and to, to hear that with the word fun, I was like, yeah, like what if just, what if there was this fluidity of play and a little bit of lightness to things, even when it is a heavy situation or a a heavy option that a heavy hypothesis that you're working through yeah I mean it's it's gotta be fun I mean I also went through a phase where I was like I don't know what a fun what's wrong with me uh and then my friend pointed out like no your fun is just different I mean I imagine that's for you like maybe you're not going to like 
fun, big parties, Megan, but like, but you, breath work is like fun for you. Like that's yeah. what you do. Like your podcast, I'm sure it's fun. Like, so we, um, you know, just accepting that we're all unique and not trying to, um, not trying to fit in. I, I told my yoga teacher, this was like, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago that I felt like I should be a little bit more normal, like, and try to fit in. And she just kind of laughed and shook her head. And she was like, don't even try. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and she loves my quirkiness and whatever. And now I'm like, yeah, why would I want to be normal? Why would anyone want to be? So. Yeah. I, and, and you had kind of bridged into this too, and talked about this too, this, this destination of happiness of always working to be happy or striving to be. And, and that's almost in the same way too, is what, what happy is for someone else might not look the same for you. And maybe it is just an idea of instead of white knuckling, having to be a certain way, it's just being present in what is here and now yeah presence a better I think that's something more achievable it's harder but happiness is like uh it's a it's a moving target it's not like you can't be you can't like be happy all the time so I just feel like that that's not a reasonable goal but yet uh in the culture it's kind of maybe the positive psychology movement, which I think is wonderful in some aspects. It it also was like a little bit of a disservice because it was um, really taught a lot of like, you know, toxic positivity. And um, which when you're going through something, any kind of trauma, whether it's like medical, familiar, you know, um, just anything, it, it almost can be like mocking you. Like it's not seeing people in, actually how they are it's uh I think it's quite damaging actually I (laughs) all of the anyone who's listened it knows you should have just seen Megan's face (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it just it it it's so dismissive and I I really really have strong feelings about the words of, you know, everything happens for a reason or all of it. And that rightfully might be so. I did an entire podcast. That actually could be very true. But to say that to somebody who is experiencing something in the moment, it is yeah, so It's also dismissive. about timing, right? You don't yeah. say when someone's child just died or when they lose their leg, like everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And, and I don't know, I don't know that I subscribe to that. I don't know that everything happens for a reason, but I do believe very strongly that everything happens as an opportunity for us to grow and evolve. You said that evolution. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I don't, I mean, like, I kind of think everything happens for a reason, but you know, I don't completely know if that's true, but I feel like regardless, maybe it's not important if everything happens for a reason, but it's like, things are happening. So what are you going to do about it? Yeah. How are you going to use it? You said I had a choice. I had a choice. I could do it or I could quit. And I tried both. Like, I really like tried quitting. And I was like, you know, on the road, I kind of just like gave up. I just stopped caring about anything and it didn't feel good. That's what I mean. I've experimented. I was like, what does it feel Mm -hmm. like to give up? What does it feel like to be a victim? What does it feel like 
to give away my power. And I went there and I was like, hmm, this is miserable. <laughs> but like, I don't, I feel like sometimes you got to do that. You have to, that's what I mean, going into the darkness because you, you don't know if you want to be in the light until you actually viscerally feel how dark the dark is and you just, it will repel you. And sometimes you have to do it many times because we're, we're like stupid as humans. We forget, we forget, we forget. But then, um, so I, I don't really see things as mistakes, you know? I'm kind of, I'm kind of just thinking it's a good reminder, like, oh yeah, that's what I didn't want to do. Exactly. You, you, you don't have a point of reference for the light, whether that's a being, a feeling, an emotion or whatever, until you've experienced the other end of the spectrum of that. And it makes the light that much brighter and that much more, I don't want to say enticing, because that's not, we can't always be in that space either, but you under, you have a better understanding of what that actually is. Yeah. And maybe that's a little bit of uh, after all the tragedy and you work through it, that, I think that is a, a, a benefit, if you will, of going through a traumatic experience is that um, our continuums are broader. Like if you've had a, I mean, if you've had an easy peasy life, which a lot of, you know, many people do, many, you know, uh, nothing really major happens. I don't know if you experience like the ecstatic, almost manic uh, joy, because you don't have that range. Like I remember the first time I wasn't in like excruciating pain, I was like, people probably thought I was on like cocaine and like, I don't know, heart openers. I was like walking around like so bouncing around like a nut, just because I was like, oh my God, I am not in gut-wrenching pain and I'm not in the emergency room. Like, I don't care what I do. I'm just happy staring at the ceiling and I could be here forever. So, I mean, like that is like, you know, but then that, that's an experience that needs to be integrated because that, that after a while that gets weird. <laughs> so it's like, that's what I do with clients, kind of integrating these, it can be like, uh, you know, this manic experience for people that have gone through medical trauma and I imagine many kinds of trauma. You had said, can we talk a little bit more about Blossom and, and what that integration looks like? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been working on it in my heart since 2001, but in, uh, the, in the curriculum for, you know, the past couple years, um, it's a set, it's seven modules. Um, I don't really talk about how it's based on the chakra system, but some of your listeners might be familiar with chakras. So it's based on the energy centers of the bottom um, of the body. So we, in the soul. So we start at the bottom, really just grounding down through practices like journaling, through meditation, um, through ritual, ritual with self-care, eating. Um, and then, you know, the, the second module is more, you know, diving into creativity and art therapy, um, more writing, connecting with community, um, intimacy, that's a big one for people with ostomies because their body's been altered in such a dramatic way. There could be a lot of trauma there. So we deal with intimacy and dating. Um, then, you know, moving up to finding your true power, um, uh, you know, different tools and techniques for people to access that. 
And then of course, um, then the heart. So it's, some of those are physical practices, like some yoga, you don't have to be a yogi, but like some simple postural practices um, and just uh, more trauma release work to open the heart. And then moving up, you know, to the higher centers and eventually getting to the point slowly, methodically, where, where it's natural, not because I told someone that, you know, this is kind of, there's beauty in your suffering, but because they've gone through each of these modules and it's a natural trajectory that they go there. You know, I'm just kind of the guide, but they, they see it. And so the, the program itself, it's, um, it's like self-paced modules. Um, and then uh, it's sequential. So we go through it. And then each week there is a, a group, um, a group call where people can share. And then there's a private Facebook group to, you know, share homework assignments and uh, different revelations people have had. And just, you know, just a community. Um, actually, I haven't mentioned this to anyone except my assistant, but eventually um, once several cohorts have gone through the class, um, there'll be some kind of retreat specifically for individuals with ostomies because that's my background. I, I've done uh, many retreats in Bali as a yoga teacher and they were always yoga and healing. So I wanna try to do some healing retreat and a community um, because just like with any group that's specific, I mean, we're more connected as humans, but there are very precise things that, uh, that people um, you know, share. So I would like to bring the community together live after all that. So that, that's kind of the, the small picture and the big picture um, is to just really, uh, yeah, just do something that's never been done. I, I, I guess I say to people, Blossom is really what I didn't have. I, I didn't really have social support. I was very confused. I mean, I was started, this journey started at 16. Uh, I didn't know what to do. And so I, I kind of devoted my life to this. And then my medical team, my surgeons specifically, they had asked me to counsel some of their patients who are going through a lot. And I just did it as a volunteer. Um, and then I was like, wow, I think I've got something here. So that's kind of how Blossom came into fruition. Mm. Uh, it, it so resonated and just landed when you just said, I don't have to tell somebody that there's, that there's beauty in their suffering. I don't have to tell somebody that's going through something that it's going to get better or that it happens for a reason. I, all these things that we kind of had already talked about, it's just, I provide some tools yeah, and, and they can come to that outcome or declaration when and if they're ready to do so. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like, I, like, I'm a bit of a like nerd. And I just analyze things a lot. And, uh, you know, I study good teachers. Um, and I'm like, how did they get me there? I study teachers that I don't think are very skillful. And I say, why did that <laughs> offend me? Why did that make me feel small? So I study these things. And even um, like in my undergrad, I was also a dance minor. I studied pedagogy, you know, which is the art of teaching. So I'm like, how do you teach things in a way that gets people to the destination? And then in yoga, we study teaching and we study types of teachers. You know, there's I'm sure you, you know this through breathwork. It's like 
tamasic, sattvic, and rajasic. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, tamasic teacher is kind of lazy, like they don't put the work in in their own practice, and they don't really put the effort into their people they're teaching. Uh, a tamasic, a rajasic teacher really, they want attention, they want followers, they're cult leaders, they're just they're just, you know, doing it for the, the recognition. And then a sattvic teacher, um, they're, the only thing they, their only goal is to see the students, uh, ideally, um, you want your students to exceed you. That's, that's when you know, that's when you know, um, you are really elevated in your teaching when you want all of your students to be better than you and carry on the work, you know. Pardon my dog. We, we talked home. about there might be dogs there. Uh, there might be life that happens. Might be a mirror delivery. Um, I think, um, yeah, that's kind of, um, eventually, you know, maybe I train other people to do this work. So I really just want to empower people and then um, have them, have them go, you know, go forward. Like it was, I had a, a private client I worked with for maybe close to a year and she kind of felt bad. She's like, I think I am really busy with work. I think we can stop now. And she's like, is that okay? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's the biggest compliment. When we started, she was going through the thick of it. It was, it was rough and we worked together for a year. And I'm like, if you don't need me, that's the biggest compliment. My work is done. If you need me in the future, I'm here. Yeah. But you know, when, when you, you can graduate students, uh, that's, that's the biggest compliment, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Nina, where can people find you? Where can they just connect with you and I just feel into the energy that you shared here and, and find more out about Blossom if it's a good fit for them or somebody that they know in their life as well. Yeah, thank you. Um, the two, two ways, the uh, website is Blossom, B-L-O-S-S-O-M-Ostomy.com. Um, apparently if you put the www, it doesn't work. You just put blossomostomy.com. I don't know <laughs> okay. why my assistant told me that I was like, why? I don't get it. I don't get uh, stuff, I think it's but like okay. an HTTP thing or, uh, Instagram is at blossomostomy. And, um, that might be the best way to, to, I mean, the program, if, you, the, if you're specifically interested in the program, um, blossomostomy.com but if you just kind of want to know more about what I'm doing um I would say at blossomostomy on Instagram and then I have a private Facebook group um if you're interested in joining the private ostomy Facebook group you can just send me a DM on Instagram um it's interesting too like you said if someone's interested for themselves or someone else I I don't know the exact numbers but there are more people with ostomies than one would imagine because there is such a stigma and shame around it, which is also something I'm trying to help remove that I bet if, if listeners asked like 10 people that, you know, they'd be like, oh yeah, actually my mom has that or my best friend, or I had one and, you know, then got it, got put back together. Like, it's just when I've shared with people, uh, I'm astounded at how many people either know someone or like a family member or friend. 
Yeah. And they're yeah, suffering in the, silence. The power of sharing, right? Yeah. The power of sharing and being open and having a conversation, having conversations like these. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thank you so much, Nina. I'm so glad that that you just took this time to share your words. And I said in the beginning, your wisdom and, and it, it really truly is. And, and that you're doing this work that you're doing and impacting the lives and having this amazing ripple effect on so many. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It really is like a joy to share. And I hope that there's a maybe a kernel of something for everyone because we don't all have ostomies, but we all have something that makes us feel less than. And it's really just not true. We're all, you know, whole and complete exactly as we are. We just need to remember that. So um, some people even follow the Blossom account that don't have ostomies, but they just like, you know, like a different lens to see, to see. Just leave it, I'll leave it at that, you know. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. I cannot tell you enough how grateful I am for you and that you get to be on this journey with me and we're here together on this wild, this wild ride. If there's something in this episode that landed with you, share it on Instagram, share it with a friend, tag me in and I want to know, I want to hear about it. I love in the ways that we get to connect. And if you feel called, you can head over and rate and review this podcast It helps us to grow and share and have other like-minded souls join this community and rise together. Sending you light and love, always.